welcome to the 938 podcast for the Baptist Bible Fellowship Missions Office. I'm Steve Bender, Associate Mission Director, and we're here this morning to talk about a, a sensitive subject in our podcast with one of our uh, CAN missionaries, Creative Access Nations, as we refer to them. Also working with displaced people groups. Due to the security concerns this morning, uh, we're going to be very cautious about what we say, talk in general terms, but we want you to know that we're trying to reach all people around the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This, today I have with me in the studio, we're just going to call him Tim, uh, who is here and works as a, as a Creative Access Nation missionary. Welcome, Tim, to Thank the you. podcast today. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be here. It's good to have you with me this morning. Uh, uh, you and I have known each other for a long time, and, and you and your wife have been serving uh, serving as missionaries for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, we've been been on the field for 16 and a half years. We went for the first time in 2000. That's when we were approved with the Baptist Bible Fellowship. So. Oh, that's great. You, you raised your family on foreign soil, uh, and, and you, all of your children, your children are now <clears throat> grown up uh, into adulthood. And uh, you served as open missionaries uh, for all of those years, but now you are uh, have been serving as as can missionaries for for a long time. Uh, tell can you tell us a little bit about what a can missionary is? Sure, uh, being creative access missionaries uh, involves being in countries where you're not able to legitimately have a missionary visa where you cannot go in and just say, we're here for religious purposes or ministry, missionary purposes. Therefore, you have to look at different avenues in order to maintain visas in the country. I see. <clears throat> now, you and I both know that this is uh, uh, on the dangerous side uh, of, yes. of missions work. Yes. Uh, how do your, what do your children feel how do they feel about you and your wife serving now? Well, they, you know, they grew up in North Africa, and it was a different life for them. Uh, but they really loved it. They loved the the work there, the ministry there, and uh, friends. They have all kinds of friends there. To them, it is really a second home, and they're very comfortable with the work we do there and what we do. In fact, they even talk about coming back to visit and. Uh, would love to even come and stay and be there with us. They, they love the area so much. So it's not like it was really a bad situation for them. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm glad to hear that because uh, it, it makes a difference when when children grow up as, as missionary kids, MKs as we commonly refer to them, Yes. and they have a, a good respect and reverence for what their parents have done and what they did as children, yeah. and, and many of them return back to the field as missionaries themselves. Yeah, that's great. That's great when they do that. But tell me this morning, uh, what led you and your wife to to the area of ministry that you're now serving in? Okay. Well, you know, we, we served in North Africa for over 13 years, and uh, visa difficulties have continued to grow there. Uh, and recently in the last year, we've had to transition to a different area, a different part. And a lot of that was due to the restrictions that have occurred within the country due to economics and things taking place there, as well as terrorism takes place in the area. Uh, but yet we are still able to go in. We just can't go in long-term. 
So we've looked for a place close by that we're able to have uh, longer residencies and be able to even establish ourselves on long-term residency and be able to go into the countries that are more restrictive. Uh, and usually we can do that within a half hour to an hour flight and be in the, to serve those churches. What, what area of ministry, shall we say, is available to you and maybe anyone else that would be considering going to that part of the country? Uh, one of the areas that is very beneficial to most any country at this point uh, is working as, as we have done. You work in an economic sector of the country. We worked with import-export for years uh, with one of our church members in a business partnership with him. That allowed us to have long-term visas for quite some time. So when you go into an area that, that has an economic need and you have some sort of, of background in engineering, whatever it may be, uh, or maybe in business, uh, you're able to pretty easy, easily at least get a visa to be there at least on a yearly basis, if not a little longer. Mm. Well, that, that's an, <clears throat> an interesting thought. What, what kind of issues do you run up against with the governments or, or with visa issues to be able to do what you're doing? You know, one, one of the biggest problems that the world overall is facing, and I believe probably hitting missionaries around the globe, is the aspect of immigration. Immigration has really changed in the last 10 years, uh, the dynamics of being able to go into countries. So missionaries, when you're going into a country, you're going in as an immigrant as well. Uh, you're going in uh, on a visa status, and you've got to pretty much be prepared as to what you're going to go in and do ahead of time. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're just one among the many uh, that's coming in and sometimes can be seen more as a detriment to the country unless you're prepared to have something established or ready to go to in terms of a business or work, maybe teaching, whatever it may be, maybe a teacher uh, or medical uh, areas. So. Now, yeah. I, I know from, from our conversations uh, privately that you do a lot of work with DPGs. Mm -hmm. Tell us what a DPG is and what, yeah. what area, what kind of ministry is that? Yeah. D DPGs are displaced people groups, and the displaced people groups, Steve, are, are really what we would term as refugees. They're not just immigrants. They're people that have had to leave the countries because of war, famine, you know, something has happened maybe within the country they're facing persecution, therefore they're forced to leave. Uh, the displaced people groups uh, have scattered here in America as well as uh, throughout right. Europe. And uh, we work specifically uh, more with Muslim displaced peoples, which we've seen yeah. a lot of them leave the Middle East heading into Europe or they're transitioning into other Middle Eastern countries. And that's been the work we've done uh, working with displaced peoples. Well, that that's certainly a, a great group of people to be taking the gospel of Christ to. But uh, I would imagine that a lot of the DPG work is humanitarian work, but with the ultimate focus of a spiritual emphasis to, to reach them with the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is. It is. Uh, th there's humanitarian needs that are there initially and immediately. Uh, but like us, one of the things that we looked at in ministry with displaced peoples was a focus toward the family and education for kids that they couldn't get mm. uh, because they weren't allowed to attend the, the schools. 
And that allowed us to have an outreach into the homes and to the families uh, that, that really had a tremendous opportunity to give the gospel. Uh, and not just to the kids, but to entire family groups. Right. You know, we talk a lot about things, and, and a lot of it is, is in the abstract, talking about sharing the gospel. Can you share with me some special blessing or something that stuck out that God has done that you've seen him work in, in that ministry? Yeah, well, I, and one of the things that we, we really were moved by was the Sudanese. We, we worked with Sudanese refugees for some time, especially with what had taken place in Darfur and before South Sudan was established. Uh, we had a lot of persecuted Muslims uh, that were persecuted by other Muslims. And it opened the door for the gospel uh, because a lot of them thought we're supposed to be one community as an Islamic nation uh, and Islamic uh, peoples, but we didn't see that. Mm. So what is this that Christ offers? What is this of Jesus? Uh, we literally saw hundreds of Muslims come to Christ in that context. Wow. Uh, one of the things that we've seen in our more recent context this last year is we've seen a lot of Iranian refugees uh, that are are leaving the situation that's in the news right now, what's going on, uh, coming into other areas of Europe and where we're at right now, and particularly uh, they've come in with that, those same questions. And they... They're just soaking up the gospel message, uh, coming to Christ, getting baptized, excited. But what really has been exciting about it is now seeing Iranians reaching other Iranians that are coming in. When you see them start reaching their own. And that's the whole goal of, of yeah. any missionary, whether they're open or creative access, is to, yeah. to lead people to Christ, disciple them, mature yeah. them as believers, and see them go back and reach their own people. So, exactly. You know, You've, you're a veteran of a lot of years, and we've talked about a lot of the challenges that you've gone through, you and your family, your wife. Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see for new missionaries coming into CAN nations? Yeah. The biggest thing that I would say is being prepared. The biggest challenge is preparation. Uh, so often in our day and age, people want to take shortcuts. And when it comes to creative access, there are no shortcuts. You need to know the people group you're going to and prepare to go to them. Also, visa-wise, what are you going to do when you go into the country? You can't just land there and hope something happens. You need to be thinking ahead in preparation for that uh, with wisdom. You know, Christ told us that, that we were to be what? We were to be... Uh, we're, we're supposed to be harmless as dove, but wise as serpents. Right, and that means serpent. we need to be wise about what we're doing because we do work among wolves in these contexts of creative access. So it's important to prepare. Well, from my perspective here in the missions office, whenever someone talks to me about coming or going to a creative access country, I always advise them, hey, get in touch with some of our, let me put you in touch with some of our creative access people so that you can get some of that wisdom and, and avoid some of those challenges that they faced, if you can. Yeah. Uh, and so you, what you're saying is to build that strong foundation of preparation yeah. so that you are equipped for long-term ministry. Yes. yes. Well, you know, <clears throat> how do you feel that the missions office here for the Baptist Bible Fellowship, how are we helping to prepare uh, CAN missionaries for the mission field? 
I think what, what you just said is, is the first start, and that is turn to the mission office for counsel. If people, pastors, those that are considering creative access will turn to the mission office to get counsel of what are the next steps, what needs to be done, who can I talk to to make connection. Counsel is one, and that happens here at the mission office, which is great. The other thing is the connections that get made. Right. Then follow up on those connections with, with those on the field. Uh, maybe it's extended education into backgrounds of understanding things uh, in preparation to go to the field. Uh, one of the things that has been a key dynamic to help us out uh, here at the at the level of where we're at as creative access has been the security training mm-hmm. uh, that's done. The training that is done through the mission office and security training has been incredible in preparation for what to expect <laughs> and how to deal with some very difficult situations. Those things help you to not run in fear. <laughs> uh, but it really does. It helps you to be better prepared for when the questions come from governments, uh, from those that are against you being there. Those things help you uh, to know how to handle situations that can become difficult for your family overall. So security training, the training the mission office gives is key. Well, as you know, I, I do the security training for all BBFI missionaries, regardless of where they're going. But then you and I have have been through some pretty, pretty intense training ourselves uh, on site stuff that would be, uh, that would rival anything in real life, I believe. Yes. And so those that are going to creative access, basically we do want to get them into that uh, more intense training to prepare them, as you said. We want them to be able to stay long-term and not jeopardize their lives, their ministry, or the ministry of the people that are in the countries. And, uh, you know, as you said, I believe communication and relationships are are two of the biggest keys to all points of the Christian life. Uh, We've got to be able to communicate. We've got to get the gospel out. But we've got to build those relationships of trust uh, to get people to receive it from us. Yes. Um, you know, if, if, a, if a new missionary, a new person was considering going as a CAN missionary, what, what uh, specific challenges would you tell them to be prepared for and, and questions that they might have? Well, the first thing really is a wholehearted preparation of your family in going. You know, you may be single, yes, but if you are married or you have children— uh, really, you, you need to take a, a keen interest in being aware of the difficulties that they will face because often in creative access nations, there's extenuating difficulties that happen for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, we face some of those with our own, uh, but to help them face those challenges and be prepared for that, you, you need to be talking, as you said, in the relationships connections, communication to other missionaries, ask them, what have you faced, especially if they're on a field you're going to, what have you faced? What do you see as obstacles or difficulties my family can face? It's important because if your wife or, or your, your spouse, your, your kids, any of them start to struggle, it's going to impact the ministry all the way through. You know, uh, two words that are used often in, in in the Christian world and in the secular world that I believe are, are overused and, 
and they dull the real meaning or, or miracles and uh, just miracles and amazing, yeah. you know, and certainly knowing you, uh, knowing what, what your family has been through, what you've personally been through, I believe that uh, we've seen a true miracle of God. Uh, and I believe that it's truly amazing as to what he did in your family's life and your life and that you are uniquely gifted and called for the ministry that he's put you into now. So <clears throat> as we bring this, this podcast to a close, <clears throat> are there any, any parting words that you would like to, uh, to leave with our listeners this morning that would encourage them and challenge them not to just only pray about going themselves but being committed to help? send missionaries like yourself i w- i would say please please pray the lord of the harvest that he'll send more laborers into the harvest yes it's it's so important we we have labored in the area where we're at these 20 years almost now uh alone and we we know there are others in other countries around us but we need more laborers in the harvest god is doing a great work among people in difficult situations. But we need more people that will also surrender to go uh, and just say, I'm willing. And Steve, you and I both know God has done great miracles in the midst of great difficulties. And I'm amazed at what God is doing and continues to do. You'll find no greater joy than following the Lord when he guides you Amen. to go somewhere. I want to thank you for, for coming and being with us today. And I think what you have shared is, has been a great insight and it will help people as they, as they pray about their call upon their life and answering that. And also people supporting our missionaries like yourself and others financially and prayerfully. Uh, so this morning, if, as you've been watching and listening to us, I want to thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, we have some great men and women of God doing some tremendous things on the mission field. But as my friend stated, we're praying that God would send more laborers into the harvest fields. And I pray that you would answer God's call if he's talking to you uh, and just uh, say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. If you've been moved to, to financially support as well as prayerfully any of our missionaries, especially this uh, CAN missionary that we have with us today, uh, feel free to contact me directly, Steve Bender here at the missions office. Go to our website, bbfimissions.com, and uh, you can support any of our missionaries. You can get information. You can get our design packs, whatever it is that would help you in your missions ministry. Uh, we want to provide those resources for you. Again, thank you for tuning in to the 938 podcast, and may God bless you.